and welcome to Hear These Words, a podcast from Good Shepherd Episcopal Church in Tequesta, Florida. I'm David Dixon, the Director of Youth and Family Ministries at Good Shepherd, and we are joined today with my buddy, Zach Guiri. Say hi, Zach. Hi. Uh, so each week, uh, what we do is we gather together, and it's usually with Father Derek, but um, he's been sick. Uh, in fact, he lost his voice, so he's on the mend, and he uh, could not join us for this week's podcast. But what we do is we gather together and we uh, talk about the scriptures appointed for the upcoming Sunday. And so this week, uh, it is the 17th Sunday after the Pentecost, October the 2nd, and the words we hear from are found in Habakkuk uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, and chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. The psalm is Psalm 37, verses 1 through 10. Uh, the epistle lesson is 2 Timothy chapter 1, 1 through 14. And the gospel text is from Luke chapter 17, verses 5 through 10. All right, Zach. So tell us something about yourself. I'm so glad that you could join uh, in on the uh, cast this week. Uh, I've been wanting to get some of our youth involved in it. So uh, why don't you share something about yourself, what you do at Good Shepherd, what you're doing in school, you know, all that kind of good stuff. All right. So I'm 16. Um, I'm a junior at Dwyer High School. Um, I'm in the IB program. Um, with other nerds like myself <laughs> and uh I um I, I sail I swim um I love to ride my bike especially mountain biking I also ride my skateboard um in the church not riding my skateboard in the church, but, <laughs> but you should in the church <laughs> <laughs> oh no I should <laughs> in the church um, I'm an avid member of the youth group. I've been here for almost 12 years now, um, come this, this spring. Um, I am good friends with um, many of the youth group members and um, are, we have a tight-knit, you know, fabric that we are. Um, and I acclimate. I'm a server, so I'll carry the book and hold it for Father Derek. Oh. Um, and give him his wine and wash his hands more. <laughs> nice. And you also are our youth vestry rep. Ah, uh, yes. Search, right? <laughs> That's probably the most exciting job you have, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those meetings can be kind of long and boring. <laughs> Let's <They're> just... <laughs> fun. It's fun to know what's actually happening, you know? Like, again, I mean, we know stuff, but then like, I know, I like, I like to know, you know, you know, it's cool to know financials and all that. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I, I still have to get out mountain biking with you guys sometime yeah. I know go as a family and I haven't been yet. I got to get my tire fixed, but you know, we have a father, Derek, who loves to ride a bike. He rides it to work every day. And he's riding a unicycle now. So uh, he's kind of kind of out there with a lot of stunts and tricks. He's trying to learn to juggle 
and do the unicycle at the same time. <laughs> That's awesome. Which should be really cool. Hopefully he'll have it mastered by the time we do vacation Bible school next year. And then we can have that as part of our that, vacation Bible school. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would can be twirl a lightsaber when he's. I know, right? <laughs> exactly. We're huge Star Wars fans. Yes. All right. So let's get started. Um, so the Old Testament or the Hebrew uh, Bible text comes to us from this pretty kind of um, obscure uh, character, Habakkuk, who is a prophet. We don't know a whole lot about Habakkuk. Um, he prophesies at a pivotal time in the history of uh, Jerusalem, and um, it is at a time probably right before the invasion of Bab the Babylonians and right before the first captives are carried away to into captivity. Um, and so he gives us this uh, prophecy, and it's really interesting because it's almost a, a, it's a crying out to God of how long uh, are we going to have to uh, hear and deal with uh, violence or uh, see what is unjust being done? Um, God, when are you going to step in and do something to uh, kind of bring about the conditions of your kingdom that you really desire? And of course, we know that God is using the enemy, uh, the Babylonians in this case, as a kind of judgment uh, on the people of, of uh, Jerusalem, Judah, Israel. And um, so he says, I'm looking at all this stuff that's going on. It's wrong. There's violence. I'm having to watch this. He's a watchman on the wall. And he says, why am I looking at this stuff, God? I mean, uh, how long do I have to look at this and how long do I have to cry out? I'm here. When is there going to be some kind of change that happens? And so he is kind of complaining and he's kind of asking God questions. And he's just now going to posture himself to wait and see what happens. Um, what are some of your thoughts about, about that? I think it's interesting the um, the uh, and will you not listen part of it because that really shows that like he might have diminished faith in the Lord and then in the second half it shows that he will stand his post he'll you know continue his watch um, and that two parts actually they to me they also symbolize that um you know you might be ungrateful um for the things around you and all of these injustices or um trifles or you know things that you don't really want to happen but in the end that they will you know, help you or you'll learn from them and, and in that way. Right. Yeah. Um, I like that. You know, it kind of, I like how you brought up faith because I do think there's an, an issue of faith here. In fact, 
when I was reading it, I thought, you know, faith can be very problematic. It creates problems for you. And I think part of the problem is when you're a person of faith, you begin seeing stuff that shouldn't be, <laughs> right? You begin to see things in the world that really need to be changed, that shouldn't be. You see injustice for what it is, and you see, uh, you know, behaviors for what they are. And because of your faith, you question that and you think, how is this this way? There's got to be something that brings about a change here. Um, so faith can be troubling at times because it makes you see the world as it is and hold on to the hope of a world the way it should be or could be according to what God's plan and desire is. Yeah. And the last part of this is great. He says there is a vision and even though everything looks like it's bad and like it's not happening the way that it should be happening, hold out for hope because there is a vision. It's for an appointed time. Even though it seems like it is delayed, it's going to come about. God's plan and God's purpose is true and is going to uh, be manifest and become a reality that's all about living in faith, putting full confidence and trust in God, even mostly, mostly in the bad times and in the hard times. Um, all right. Well, let's move on down then to our psalm uh, for this Sunday. And, you know, what are your thoughts on this psalm? It kind of has a little bit of the same tone as Habakkuk's uh, prophesying, right? Yeah, it, it really does. It relates to, um, I've, I've always pronounced it Habakkuk. Okay, that's fine. Is it Habakkuk? E either way. Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Either way. Habakkuk. Either way. It doesn't matter. Hip cup. All right. All right. So Habakkuk is, um, puts that out that he you know it will come will not delay um look at the proud their spirit is not right in them but the right just live by their faith right and so then the psalm is telling them like it it goes and says that peace will come like don't worry about evil trust the lord um you and he shall give you your heart's desire. Mm. Um, that really shows that, you know, faith can have strong impact on your life. And um, although like you might be in trouble or, or there may be around people around you that you don't like or are causing you like wrong or, you know, they're, you know, a bully at school, you know, it's, right. it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna pan out. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And I like how it starts. Do not fret yourself because of evildoers. And it's an issue of fear, right? Do not be afraid. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world that you have to face and you have to deal with as a person of faith. You do not need to fear uh, those things or those people, you put your trust in God 
and God begins to uh, bring to pass his will and his word in your life. And so, you know, be patient. And I think this is, this is really part of what the prophet was saying and what we are reading here in Psalm is that faith and patience kind of go hand in hand together, right? I mean, just because you have faith, it doesn't mean that everything is going to work out all at one time for your benefit. What faith really does is it helps you to be patient as you go through those seasons of your life where you have to deal with stuff, which is just part of living, but your faith keeps you strong and keeps hope alive so that you can go through it and come out on the other side, realizing that God has your back the whole way through uh, all of those daily things uh, that you have to face and, and deal with. Yeah. And bullying certainly is a great example of that uh, in school or even in the world. I mean, we have a lot of leaders who are bullies. Um, so it's not just uh, something that happens in high school. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, moving on down, we'll talk about our epistle lesson, uh, which is in Second Timothy. And this is a pastoral letter, which many uh, traditionally attribute to the Apostle Paul. Some modern scholars, um, biblical scholars, uh, say that it is probably um, a pseudonym, meaning someone authored it in the name of Paul that was part of the Pauline school that has Paul's voice, but it may not have been Paul himself who wrote this. It doesn't really matter whether Paul physically wrote it or not. Paul still wrote it uh, because the voice of Paul is being heard and uh, a lot of his ideals are being conveyed. If Paul would have written this letter, it would have been while he was in prison in Rome and the date of this uh, epistle is probably right before he is um, martyred, uh, basically. So he writes to uh, Timothy, who is, I guess you could say, his spiritual son, perhaps. And um, I love how this passage um, starts. It's, it's, he's writing to Timothy, his beloved child, but he gives thanks to God. And then he says, when I think about you, Timothy, and think about the faith that you have, I have to recall the faith that was in your grandmother and in your mother before you. And I am convinced if it was in them, it's also in you. What that really does for me is it says, the reason I'm where I'm at today is because somebody else believed. There was somebody else who had faith that helped me get to where I'm at right now. And of course we see it in a family line here, it is so important that within in the structure of the home and the family that we foster a faith in our children and in our grandchildren, in our loved ones, because that's what builds up this great household of faith. And that's what gives us uh, the courage to stand, particularly in those hard places that inevitably we all have to stand and deal with. Yeah, uh, I, I really I do. I do love the um, the uh, in your grandmother 
Lois and your mother Eunice and now I'm sure lives in you um it really shows that your parents have so much effect and we see it in everyday life um with faith but also with politics and you know standings and all of that and I it's part I think that it is part of the reason why we have such split drastic different views in in the world not only in politics but in in faith within faith um within parts of faith um yeah yeah no absolutely uh and I think that the importance of what you were just saying is parents should never underestimate their ability to speak a word of faith in the life of their children. Um, It makes a difference. Whether you see it or not, it's going to make a difference in their life. You You might have some of the most uncontrollable children that you're trying to parent. Just speak a word of faith. (laughs) It will take root and do something positive in their life. Trust me. Um, The the encouragement of parents in the life of their children is I can't even begin to express how important that is. I like how he goes on down and he says in this first part of this passage that um, you're to stir Timothy, stir up the gift of God that is in you. by the laying on of my hands so that there's a gift of God that's been imparted in the life that needs to be stirred up and kindled. We all have a gift that God has given us that needs to be stirred up at times so that we can see it manifest in a variety of ways. But then he says, you do not have a spirit of fear. God did not give you a spirit of fear, but has given you a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline kind of saying, Timothy, this is who you really are. You're not some scaredy cat. You don't have a spirit of fear, but let me tell you who you really are. Who you really are is someone that God has given a spirit of power and of might and of love and of self-control. That's who you really are. And so I like how Paul does that. And in a lot of his writings, he talks about who we are in Christ, what our real identity is. And I think that's so important uh, here. And it's passed on in the family. We, we constantly are reaffirming that in our uh, one another as a people of faith at church. But we most certainly need to do that in our homes. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the uh, the the word self discipline, or the two words, however you see it. Right. Um, because I I think that him telling him that he has that um, spirit of self discipline can um, lead him to do what he wants in life, not only in faith, but also like you know. In, in career and all that. And I, I think right. that really um, relates to the present day with um, some kids whose lives are planned out for them and then they're not happy. Right. Like their parents might say, you're going to law school and they go to law school and they hate law for some reason, which I understand. I really don't think I can do that. Um, <laughs> Right. And, um, it doesn't relate to me personally. I've 
a lot of freedom. My parents are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but right. yeah, I, I've seen that with, with other, some other kids, right. their lives are just planned out and yeah, who knows if they're going to like it or not. Right. Right. And that, uh, that again is part of the life of faith, right? Trusting in God to lead and guide and direct us in, in those decisions in our path that uh, we're upon and, and uh, God does that. Amen. Uh, well, let's go on down to the gospel text, which is found in the gospel of Luke uh, this week. And surprise, surprise, it begins with the word we've been talking about, which is faith. <laughs> the apostles say to the Lord, increase our faith, right? And the Lord replies, if you had faith of the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this uh, mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. It's kind of interesting because this, in Matthew's gospel, is conveying the same idea, but he says, if you had the faith of the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. In this particular context, it's a mulberry tree that's being uprooted, which was almost apparently impossible to do. That's why he was using it. And um, so it's, again, it's about faith. But what I find interesting in this gospel text is the apostles are saying, Lord, increase our faith. And this is following uh, some instruction about forgiveness and offense and all that kind of stuff that, that uh, Jesus was talking about prior to this particular verse. And they're talking about, well, increase our faith. And the way Jesus responds is he starts talking about serving. The disciples are saying, increase our faith. And Jesus says, uh, how are you serving? <laughs> so I kind of want to say that the, the faith that you have, it's really not even an issue of having great faith. It's an issue of knowing that faith empowers you to do a thing called service right? To serve one another and to serve a community and to serve the world. And, to, and by doing that, you're serving God, your master, really. And he uses the terms slave and master and um, in relationship, I believe, to us and our relationship with God um, and how we serve because that is pleasing, pleasing to God. Absolutely. What do you think? Yeah, I, I like the serving aspect because um, today, like, we have our, you know, community service events and all that stuff. And um, not only are we serving our master God, and that's amazing, we're also serving ourselves because that, like, the feeling you get when you see what you've done for somebody else and they didn't pay you for it and, right. you know, you wanted to do that. Or, or even if your parents made you or, you know, it was an event, but you had fun. Your friends yeah. were there. It was, it was enjoyable. And you get to see what, you know, your hard work did. Right. It's cool. And it feels amazing. It does. And it makes a difference. And this is, this is what we call in the church faith formation. Faith formation is not just come and sit down in confirmation class and let's hear about all this church history and stuff, although that's part of it. It's not just about coming to youth group and let's get a lesson on how we should not bully people at school. That's part of it. 
what the huge part of faith formation is, is being together in community and learning how to live together and serve together as a community and in relationship with one another. That's real faith formation right there that makes a difference is taking everything you've been taught and everything you've learned and everything you've read in, in God's word and heard preached on Sunday and heard taught in Sunday school or heard at youth group is taking all of that stuff and making it something that is uh, an applied value in the world around you and in the community that you're a part of, in your home, in your relationships, in your friendships. And that is where the difference really is seen and the difference that is made, just like you were saying. Well, I think that is going to be about all the time that we have today for this. Uh, thank you so much, Zach, for being here and helping out. Uh, and we're going to uh, hopefully be able to see Father Derek back with us uh, next week or one of the upcoming uh podcast that we have. But um, if you've enjoyed this podcast, um, you can subscribe to it so that you won't miss an episode and be sure to share with your friends. Um, you can also rate the show and leave us a review. And that is something that we read and we uh, definitely take into consideration when it comes to uh, producing these. Uh, we thank you for joining us uh, in this great discussion of God's word, and hopefully it helps you feel better prepared for worship uh, this coming Sunday as we hear these words. Until next time, we'll see you. Bye. Bye.